screwing out to the Hendrix. All right, here we are. It's uh, another episode of the CXM Experience. And as usual, I am your host, Garad Khan. I'm the CXO or Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. And uh, we're here to talk about customer experience management and you know, really where it's going from a long-term perspective. So over the last week, I uh, took a bit of a break, had a couple of just a few shows about you know chicken and butter, <laughs> some Diet Coke. Um, but um, previously, we've been talking a lot about digital transformation. And so this entire concept of digital transformation is extremely difficult for organizations. And there are three reasons why digital transformation is really hard. One, it's, it's not clear on what the steps that are necessary to kind of create transformation are. It's just not, it's not, it, there's not a dictionary, or there's not a guidebook or a blue book, or a, it's, it's the, the, the blueprints don't exist, right? And so that's, that makes it kind of hard because it's essentially embarking on a journey without a map. And uh, it's exciting, but scary. And uh, you really don't know where you're going to end up. That's, that's number one. Number two, in order to actually truly do proper digital transformation, you've got to bring along the other stakeholders in the organization. And due to part one, lack of a map, it's really hard to bring other stakeholders along with you to have them believe in it, to have them aligned, to have them know what we're doing. And so classically what happens is the person driving DT gets a lot of arrows in their back and it ultimately fails. So, um, and there's actually many examples, you know, from my own career and many others where it's amazing how that pioneering spirit is rewarded with, you know, burning your farmhouse down, right? <laughs> and it's just, it's hard to do. And, uh, and, and people will be more likely to cheer your failure than to encourage your success. So that's, that's number two. Number three, and this is potentially the most important one, is that your customers need to be brought along as well. Your customers are the ones that are going to react to the digital transformation that you're doing. And if you're successful, they'll be the ones that'll be like, you know, good on you. Like they're, they're going to be the ones that like it and love it. But how do you know what they want? How do you know what they want you to do? Right? So these three issues, which is lack of a map, lack of internal alignment, and lack of understanding customer expectations create really significant problems. And so the whole point of the DCFTS, the Digital Customer First Transformation System that we have at Sprinkler, is to help drive that alignment, create a map, and make sure you're focused on the things that your customers care about. So that's kind of the, the overall objective. And so we've gone through a few of the models uh, so far. So we talked about the values model, which is what value are you going to provide to the organization by doing uh, this transformation. Then we spent a bit of time actually on the capabilities model, uh, what are, which are the capabilities that you require in order to make it happen. We talked a lot about people, uh, process, and technology. And today, we're going to talk about the maturity model, which is, um, I think, maybe one of the more powerful components of this. Uh, it, I've seen this work many, many times because Classically, in an organization, people will approach the problem of digital transformation from different starting points. So people will be like, I feel like we're pretty far along, or I, you know, we've got a good start, or oh my gosh, we've done nothing. You know, it's just like there's a 
fairly wide dichotomy on how people feel they're um, doing. And so what this does is it allows people to sort of look at the components on a maturity model curve and then be able to say, oh, you know, that's kind of where we are. And you know what? You know, it's okay where you are. Like, like the, the maturity model doesn't judge you. It's just like, this is where we are. Uh, and um, and that's, that's just where we are right now, and that's okay. And maybe we're okay staying there. That, that could be a possibility. Or maybe we want to go somewhere else. That's, that's cool too. Few say they want to go backwards, but I guess that could happen. Most want to go, go forward. But that, that's, this is kind of like, this is where we are. This is an, an impassionate statement of status, right? So um, let me go through a little bit. I mean, again, all of these uh, documents are available for download. So, you know, go to either copernicanshift.com or go to sprinkler.com. And, uh, and, and you can find all these documents that I'm talking about right now. Uh, we'll have the links in the podcast um, notes as well. Uh, but uh, th- let me describe it really quickly because it's relatively straightforward. So the maturity model is uh, essentially four columns. Uh, the first, in, think of it as um, the, the left-hand column as being least mature and the far right-hand column being most mature. So the first two columns are labeled and the, the second two columns are labeled, and there's, but it's still a bit of a process between the two. And so um, the, the first column, not surprisingly, is called basic, and the second column is called functional, and they both fall under this banner of brand-centric, which is where most companies are today. And this is kind of social from the bottom up, right? So... Um, and classically in basic, you know, we're, we're, we've got actually, I, I'm so funny. I was actually on a call with a customer today and, uh, and they said, and it was so interesting listening to them talk. They've got two people managing all of the comments coming at them, right? So they, <laughs> we've got a, this is a massive organization and they've got two people assigned to what is essentially a volume of around 20 to 30,000 comments a week. I mean, it's, it's an impossibility with two people, right? They have not enlisted the organization. So they're definitely at a basic level, right? A lot of random social sort of feedback. Um, there's not really an engagement strategy. The, the, the people is kind of a millennial sort of bunch of folks kind of sort of doing it who believe in it. Um, the sort of the, the role for engagement is truly just to get in the game. You know, just like we got to be there. We got to do something. Um, and uh, there's no real technology strategy as well. And so that's kind of the basic. And ironically, I mean, I do, I will say I, I find basic to be pretty common still. Like we're still at a pretty early stage in this, which is, it's sort of a little bit funny for some of us because, you know, you know, I've been doing this for a long time uh, with Sprinkler since about 2012, nearly a decade. Uh, Sprinkler's been doing it for just a little bit longer than that. For some of us who've been in this for a decade, it's, it's sort of shocking to see people who are still at this, like, I'm not getting to everyone who wants to talk to me. It's like, really? I, <laughs> my customers are literally walking into your, your place of business and you're ignoring them. Like, that's really how you're pulling this off. And, and I don't know how senior management allows that to happen, but I guess they're just out of touch enough not to worry about it. So that's basic. So then the second column is functional. And you're seeing more people here, but um, this is like, you know, uh, leveraging the sort of engagement for crisis detection and content publishing. You've got more central leadership 
um, more organization, leaders are leading, um, there's some central governance models and local control, and uh, the technology strategy is still function specific, but there's a, there is a strategy in place. Um, often the way to kind of get to the functional level, the second level, is to get a CXC, or customer experience center in place. And uh, I found that building a CXC was a great way to sort of centralize the uh, customer feedback, uh, to create a center of excellence around how we're doing things, and to get other people in the organization aligned by having them visit and see it and be able to touch it and feel it. And it, was, it, worked, it worked really well. And there's this kind of chasm. And this, this is chasm between this sort of brand-centric approach. So, you know, kind of like completely hodgepodgey and basic to sort of you've got a CXC, you're kind of banging it out, doing some leader stuff, but still like it's still very much a brand motion. And then how do you get to customer-centric, right? And this chasm between brand-centric and customer-centric to me uh, is extremely interesting. And, uh, you know, this like, famous book, uh, Crossing the Chasm and all that kind of stuff. And I think that the, the chasm requires a few things, right? It requires a, a change agent, so someone in the organization who really wants to push change. Uh, it requires executive sponsorship, so senior management needs to want to move to the next level. It has to be, has to be some sort of system of engagement that's prescribed. People sort of understand what we're trying to do. Uh, Lou Amira at L'Oreal is doing a great job of creating a system of engagement where 100% of everybody who talks about L'Oreal or L'Oreal brands is going to be engaged with. It's a very bold vision. Uh, it's very similar to what Mark Pritchard says at uh, Procter & Gamble of mass one-to-one. Um, they're, they're all talking about it, right? We're all going there. And so um, I'm not there yet, but we're all going there. We're all going to mass one-on-one. We're all going to a one-on-one engagement strategy. But the only way to do that is to have thousands of people in the organization engaged. Two community managers sitting in the basement saying, can I cut it, right? And so then, then it's like we want to get to this customer first. So there's the two right-hand columns would be what we call integrated uh, and then um, customer first. And so in integrated, you've got a, you've, you're actually able to start using your system to optimize business performance and you're collaborating cross-functionally, and executives are engaged. And this cross-functional executive engagement starts to drive this focus on results and outcomes. And so it's a basically, you're starting to look at this as a system of record, and you're starting to think about the experiences that people are having with you as being core to their overall brand engagement metrics. So that's, the, that's where things really start to change at this integrated level. And I think that for me, one of the things that really sort of starkly highlights integrated is when other groups all start to kind of collaborate around it. So for example, classically, a lot of this stuff starts in marketing. And I actually think that's, I think that's fine, but I actually think the groups that benefit most from this would be the product teams. And they're one of the the last ones often to engage on this, but product teams would find they get tremendous feedback and input from the world's you know, largest focus group, telling them how they can improve their product and change their product. And so, you know, it's really, it's really important to make sure your product teams, your PR teams, your demand gen teams, your advertising teams, your marketing teams, like they, everybody needs to be looped into this and working together, all thinking about how the consumer is informing you on what they need to do next. 
and then sort of the, the far right-hand side, and this would be the most mature companies, and this is where we think most companies will be by you know, probably 2025. I think that's it's hard to say, you know, it's always, it's always funny. You know, there's an old Bill Gates quote, which is like, we always overestimate how much change is going to occur in two years. We always underestimate how much change is going to occur in 10. I think it's a great, great quote. Uh, so 2025 makes me nervous because it's right in the middle of those two numbers. But let's say like by 2030 for sure, I think most companies will be in this customer first uh, bucket. So there's like, you know, basically using modern channels to create consistent and consistently great customer experiences. Um, digital transformation is broad scale across the organization and is a unified and inspired organization around customer experience itself. You know, how people feel when they're working with us and they're, and they're, and they're talking to us and stuff like that. And I think that this idea of customer experience as being a primary output and customer experience as being a thing we measure our success by and customer experience being the thing that we believe is the thing that we do every day and that customer experience is the thing we're driving towards. If you think about your own job, I mean, we all somewhat pay lip service to customer experience, but tell me what metric in your scorecard is customer experience focused. And if your manager were to say to you, I just want you to drive customer experience, how would you measure that? How would you report on that? And that's, that's the future we need to drive towards. And the beauty of what we have in modern channels is we actually are getting feedback from customers in real time on the experience that they're having. So and we can fix that. We can change it. We can amplify it. So that's something that we've got to focus on more. So that's kind of the fourth stage of maturity. So in this maturity model, I think I'm going to kind of wrap it up now. This, what's beautiful is you can sit down as an organization, you can say, where are we on this curve? Where do we want to be? Where do we want to be in two years, five years, 10 years? How do we feel about this? And get organizational alignment around where you need to be on the maturity curve. And so I will continue on DCFTS. We're going to talk about the ROI model and uh, a few other models um, uh, over the next uh, few days. Uh, but for today, I'm going to wrap. And thank you for listening. For the CXM Experience, I'm Greg Kahn, and I will see you next time.